Hello everyone, I'm Cameron from the Lakes and the Rivers, or as we're called today, the Shakes and the Shivers. Today is going to be a bit of a different episode. Normally the style of our show is we give each other an album to listen to, we wait a week, then we both share our thoughts on the album that we gave each other. But due to the fact that this was recorded on Devil's Night, and the podcast is coming out on Halloween, which that was serendipitous as hell. I didn't plan that, but it just happened. Um, because of <clears throat> because of that, we have decided to record an, a, an episode on one album that both of us have listened to. Um, you will end up... It's in the video title, but regardless, I want to keep it a surprise. But just know that it comes from a place of love, comes from a place of horror and overall it's something that both of us are very passionate about so enjoy this episode the special halloween episode of the lakes and the rivers and next week we'll be back again with two brand new albums for you Hello, ghouls and goblins. Hello, spooks and speaks. Speaks? Is that a is that a thing? I don't know. Demons and demonesses, welcome to the shrieks and the shivers. Was that the one you said? I think I was going for shake. However, ah. shrieks is great. Either way, tonight is Halloween. Halloween is, in fact, the best holiday, and if you have any sort of disagreement with you, I will find where you live and beat you with a shoe. So, um, as you probably read in the title of the podcast, which should be somewhere around here, probably on your phone, if I had to guess, put money on it, we're going to be talking about something special tonight. Is it... The fact that you should not put french fries in your salad? In your what? In your salad? Like my boss? I mean, first of all, your boss sounds like a bad person. Second of all... Um, I've never, like, thought, actively thought about not putting french fries... In your salad? I don't eat salad very often. Truthfully, I eat french fries more often than salad. I'm a big guy. It's unrelated to what we're talking about. That's a good chase. Well, before we cut right to the chase, uh, I just want to thank everybody for supporting us and listening to us for this long. I know that there's like maybe four of you out there, but I'm really hoping that, you know, with this and everything else that we end up doing in the future, you guys will be there behind us a hundred percent. But tonight on this All Hallows Eve, so what? What? What did you say? I did hear it. Here. It is inarguably the greatest. Uh, I said shout out to the Digit Squad earlier. There might be an egg. Am I good? 
I can hear you. Definitely a very good time. Yes. All right. So let's cut to the chase. Because tonight is Sawain, which, as you all know, is a pagan holiday, we're going to be listening to Pagan Holiday by Harley Poe. Title drop. We got it. Goodbye, everybody. Have a good Halloween. I hope you all enjoyed it. No. Um. So, the very first song on Pagan Holiday. I guess I should give some background. Or Dave, do you want to? Actually, I know more about this band than you. I'm sorry. (laughs) uh, Harley Poe is a band. Well. It's debatable whether they're a band or not, depending on what year you (laughs) want to talk about. But they started as a band. A man by the name of Joe Whiteford uh, left his Christian singing band. I am not kidding. He was a Christian singer. (laughs) Are you for real? Yes. um, The lead singer, Joe Whiteford, was originally a singer in a Christian band. And uh, he decided, you know what's better than Christianity? Horror movies. So he wrote a whole lot of gory-ass songs, made a band in in, uh, about 2012 after releasing a couple of okay B-sides and demos. He released his first, the first official album titled Satan, Sex, and No Regrets. That came out in about 2012 or so. However... The year following, we won't talk about because we're talking about the album. Yeah, that's 2012. <clears throat> um, Harley Poe's lyrical composition usually came about through Joe Whiteford really liking horror movies and really liking the concept of murderers in general. He had such wonderful tracks as the Hearst song, um, I'm a Killer. What? Oh, you mean Death Cab for Cutie. Her song, Death Cab for Cutie. Oh, no, you're barely coming in. It's a good joke that I came up with myself. That sounds Uh, a lot better, yes. All right, now what did you say? Hell yeah, brother. I made a death cab for oh. cutie joke. There's a joke about the Hearst song. It's a death cab for cutie. It was really funny at the time. And then, and then it, it got it's less funny. funny. <laughs> um, the Hearst song is not his most popular, but it's the one that's been covered by the most people for some reason. <laughs> I guess in fairness, it's a very easy song. But still, regardless, not what we're talking about. Harley Poe more or less celebrated the idea of the macabre, the dark, the weird and wonderful. And so in 2013, about one month before Halloween, the band released a six-song EP titled Pagan Holiday, which is what we're going to be listening to today. Yeah. Hey, I have a album art. 
I think it is, yes. Is Pagan Holiday written in papyrus font? Was was that your only question? Okay. It just it stood out to me like just now. <laughs> I, I needed to say something, or else I would forever be cursed. Well, I mean, curses are kind of what we're looking at tonight. It is, it is the most seasonally appropriate time to look at curses. I feel. That's true. We're looking at them intently. So the first song on Pagan Holiday is uh, actually three songs. Uh, Dave, you want to tell the beautiful people what they are? I do. It's a, I would almost call it a medley, but I guess you can't really call it a medley if it's, if it's all one song that's never been recorded before. But uh, they're called Vengeance the Demon, Close the Door and Out Crowd. Um, yeah. And the thing that ties them all together is Pumpkinhead, uh, which is a movie I haven't seen because I haven't seen horror movies in general. Um, I mean... It's okay, I haven't seen this movie either. I think it's a cult classic. I don't know, though. I talked to James about it once, and he said that the movie was very... for the time, was okay. the way he put it. Yeah, Which, here, in, here in 2019, you would never catch us putting pumpkins on people's heads. Is that what Pumpkinhead is about? Hang on a sec. <laughs> I'm welcome to, to the... say whatever I want about Pumpkinhead until one of us sees this movie. No one can talk to me. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about music, where we spend the first like five minutes just talking about a horror movie that neither of us have seen. Welcome <laughs> to the Shakes and the Shivers, the podcast where I bullshit about horror movies I've never seen. Um, I looked it up. It has a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. It has a 68 on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. And it has a 47% on Metacritic. (laughs) So basically, it's an awesome movie. I mean, 88% like this movie of Google users. So basically, that just tells me the critics are full of shit. I kind of feel obligated to watch this now. Dude, me too, because... We're going to go back into the music. This song kicks ass, like, immediately. Oh, oh yeah, no, it, like, I, I, I put this album on, and I was like, oh, I see why Cam likes this. <laughs> like, if you listen to Harley Post stuff before, you wouldn't expect a shredding guitar section in the very beginning, yeah. but it's there. Yeah, for the, real. The thing about that they're folk punk, but they tend to focus more on the folk elements than the punk elements. Yeah, I would say that's true. So there's a lot of, like, <clears throat> the main instrument is an acoustic guitar. Beyond that, there's a lot of mandolin, there's a banjo, there's an upright bass player, which is endlessly entertaining to me. I love the sound of the upright bass on folk punk, honestly. It's so good. I'm going to look up more about uh, Pumpkinhead. You want to give your um, your thoughts on the song before I jump into mine? Yeah. Um, I like that it uh, it feels to be a 
um, like they're supposed to be they're, they're three songs, but it's all it feels like it's one cohesive um, kind of feeling, and not just because of the transitions between the songs, but also just because um, I think it starts with a spoken section addressing one Jebediah, um, who is uh, purportedly marked, um, which is, I assume, uh, marked for death uh, by Pumpkinhead, question mark. Um, but it's a nice, uh, each, each part of the song has its own distinct uh, like time signature, not time signature, tempo, um, and its own like sort of personality. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I have to say about that. I I agree with you. I love how each one of these sounds like a different song. Like you, you can say, "Oh, I want to listen to uh, Vengeance the Demon," and I would know, like, "Oh, you want to hear the shredding guitar intro." Um. And I think the very first thing that you hear in a song, in the song, sorry, the song, not a song, is you hear a clip from the movie, or at least what I presume to be the movie. Okay, that makes sense to me. Um, I really like the lyrics in Close the Door. Like, I've been known to walk around and just hum the tune along. Shut up, computer, Jesus! <laughs> it's haunted. <laughs> apparently i'm gonna keep talking but first i just want to point out um i'm on wikipedia and uh there was a video game made about Pumpkinhead. okay there is very little about it other than the following in 1999 electronic arts published a first person shooter computer game for microsoft windows called blood wings pumpkinhead's revenge <laughs> And the last <laughs> sentence before it moves on to model kits, the game was poorly received. <laughs> well, that sounds about right. It's pretty well received for a pumpkin head game, then. <laughs> How many people I've talked to who actually know what pumpkin head is? I guess poor reception is the best that it could receive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, back to uh, back to Pagan Holiday. I'm a huge fan of Vengeance the Demon and Close the Door. And Outcrowd is very catchy, but I'm not too fond of it. It's just a tad bit repetitive for my tastes. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, the chorus, the chorus repeats a lot. That being said, it's a lot of fun to sing the line, walking around from room to room with a knife in my hand. Yeah. Just because of the way the Joe Whiteford, like, inflects his voice the way he says hand is so much fun to sing oh yeah um joe whitefield has one of my favorite voices like i would say that in general folk punk has some of my favorite voices in in music um but joe's voice in particular is really really good for what he does there's something about it's like when he wants to be sad he can definitely sound sad but his voice is just enough on the register that it sounds creepy when he's singing creepy songs, too. Yeah. And yeah, it really does. It's not for everybody, and I'll be the first to admit that it's not for everybody, but that doesn't mean I love it. I don't love it. Also, yeah. the song is like nine minutes long. Oh, it is, yeah. 
because this is, I, this is not a long album. It's um, like thirty minutes. Yeah, it is. Uh, but it, they are long songs. Mm-hmm. There's only six tracks on the album. You'd think you're listening to prog metal, except you're not in the slightest. Why would you think that? What is wrong with you? <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do our. Uh, so, this song is six out. Maladre. It's longer. <laughs> what a good dunk. Let's talk about the next song now. <laughs> Track number two is one of my favorite songs ever. I keep wanting to call it track number four. It confuses me. <laughs> I mean, if you want to be technical, this is track number four because, you know, Vengeance the Demon, Close the Door Out crowd. But yeah. in terms of actual, like, EP length, this is track number two. Dave, tell the beautiful people the name of the song. The song is called Gorehound. Gorehound! Uh, an awesome name. I'm stealing it for Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I told you that. Yes, um, you did. We did not tell the beautiful people that. Yeah. It's a shame because I already I already used a flesh service in my Halloween one shot special. So that I can't use it for that anymore. Uh, <laughs> kind of the perfect name for it, but whatever. I'll work it in. Keep talking. I'm gonna look something up. Okay. Uh Gorehound is a up tempo uh kind of a uh uh, and I thought I had a word here, but I don't. Uh, it's a big, uh, kind of punky, very. Uh, I want to. I want to say like. It's the kind of song you could square dance to, but only <laughs> if your group of square dancers killed people <laughs> or something like that. Like, that's that's the kind of movie this would be in. <laughs> oh man, I love Rob Zombie movies. <laughs> um, it's probably the catchiest song in the album too, unless you already know "Paint It Black" by the Rolling Stones. Um, Spoilers. This is this is the catchiest non-cover song, um, and honestly, probably still the catchiest song on the album because I listen to this like once on a whim before I knew that we were doing this for the podcast. Um, and even after that, I, I could remember the chorus really easily. Um, it's also very hard not to dance to. <laughs> good points, good points. Um, I have so much to say about this one song. <laughs> Exciting. So... From a musical standpoint, the song begins <clears throat> very plainly. It's just the acoustic guitar riff. Mm-hmm. But the second that the mandolin comes in, the boom, 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 everything explodes all at once. And it's just so satisfying to hear. Yeah. Um, the chorus, the build up to the chorus after he says, don't ask me why, because I don't know. Don't close your eyes. Enjoy the show. The guitar, it just fills me with dread and also excitement, which is the exact feeling I want from a song talking about horror movies. I'll get to the lyrics in a minute, 
but I want to talk about the music because I don't often get a chance to. Sure. Um, the soul, I, here's the thing. I hate banjos, like truly and sincerely. Oh, <laughs> Pennsylvania heart, sad. <laughs> For some reason, they keep haunting me because Devin Townsend's first instrument that he learned was in fact the banjo. <laughs> But regardless, um, this song features a six-string banjo solo, which is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> okay, I grew up in a place. I'm I'm in uh, I think southeastern Pennsylvania. I always forget where I am on the map exactly. Um, but I grew up in a place like and in a family that's we like the banjo here. Um, I wouldn't say that I heard it a lot growing up, but like it wasn't uncommon for like a local music group to have a banjo in it. Um, so I am very partial to the banjo, uh, but I can also see how a six string banjo solo would be very funny to someone who maybe didn't grow up around that. See, like where I grew up, everybody was really into country music and rap music. And so like uh, yes. you'd think it'd be... The only two musics. You would think I'd be used to the banjo, you know, because of the rap music. (laughs) But no, like, even growing up, I was like, God, this banjo sucks. But Nelson West, famous banjo (laughs) player. Back to Gorehound. Um. (laughs) Um... the lit the rest of the song pretty much follows the same tempo but it's such an upbeat and fun tempo that i can't help but like bob my head to it every time i listen and i have listened to the song a lot a lot (laughs) according to my google play on google play i have played it 54 times that's a lot of times that's not nearly as many as if you take my Spotify plays and put that as well onto my Google Plus yep. play. But uh, I've been listening to the song since I heard it in 2015, 16, whenever my friend Benaya showed me Harley Poe. And uh, immediately I fell in love with the lyrics because the lyrics to the song are just about loving horror movies which is a very basic premise on like first glance. But then you take a closer look and you realize, first of all, I'm going to sound like people who like horror movies are oppressed. We're not. It really doesn't matter all that much. (laughs) But uh, one of the first line of the song is she's always asking why I like watching people die, which is a question that you get if you like horror movies. Yeah, I assume anyway. (laughs) As somebody who likes horror movies a lot, anytime I mention my like of horror movies, people are like, why do you like watching that violent stuff? I'm like, because it's fun. Like, yeah, I mean, there's something like to to some people, I'd say a lot of people, there's just something fun about violence that's like safe and and, like not outside your door. Yeah. 
to quote further in the song um, near the end of the first or second verse. Sorry. This is going to be our one F, but he says, you say my head is fucked with a dark and twisted heart, but I say that it's cathartic, just another form of art. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. It's cathartic to see, you know, violence to see some sort of suffering that isn't your own. Like you don't even have to be in a particularly bad mood for it, but sometimes it's nice. I sound really yeah. creepy, but tis the season. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no one will ever know if you're, <laughs> if you're being serious or not. It's playing a character. Playing a character. All right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this song, like, it spoke to me, and I think that's why I love it so much. And this one song kind of got me to love this album and the Halloween spirit even more than I already did, which is saying a lot because I friggin' love the Halloween spirit. <laughs> Speaking of Halloween, uh, hey, a clever segway! That's right. I'm really good at those. Let's talk. Tell the beautiful people about track number three, Dave. Track number three is theme song from Halloween or Halloween theme song, so, Halloween song, song Halloween. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the it's the theme from the movie Halloween. Another one I haven't seen. Uh, oh, dude, you okay? I've seen Halloween. You should watch Halloween. Okay. <laughs> I'll like make I know for it. <laughs> I know that you're not huge into horror movies, and the last one you saw, I think you said you only saw because it involves space. Um, I kind of just wanted to see Alien. Uh, I was I was writing the Halloween one shot at the time, so I wanted to get some inspo. I feel like you listened to um, uh, is it Godsend Conspirator? No, it's Delirium uh, Trigger. I think it was Delirium uh, Trigger. You just listened to Delirium Trigger, heard the line about coming up and out of your chest, and you're like, well, I gotta watch it now! <laughs> let's take this moment yeah, to... About, let's take this moment where we're talking about the Halloween theme song and talk about every other horror movie that isn't Halloween. <laughs> feel like I would be dominating most of the conversation. But anyway, the Halloween theme song. Sure. Yeah. Um. So the, I have I have heard this song before, though. Um, I think everybody has heard this song before. In high school chorus, there were two <laughs> songs that people knew how to play on the piano, and those songs were John Legend's uh, "All of Me" and the Halloween theme song. So you know the two genders. Yeah. <laughs> every every day. That's that's what some kids who didn't play piano would play on the piano. To be fair, the Halloween theme song is pretty easy to play. Like, I think I could play it. Yeah. But I do think that Harley Poe adds a nice little spin on it, because if you hadn't noticed, there's no keyboard or piano in Harley Poe. That's true. How did he play the piano theme song? Wait, the piano theme song? <laughs> How did he play the Halloween theme song? I love the, I love the horror movie Piano. It's uh, just like the horror movie Teeth. Do not. It's just a 58 minute shot of a piano dangling over someone's head, like in the old movies. 
See, I was thinking it was just like an endless loop of the demon piano from Mario 64. (laughs) (laughs) It's both. It's a self-playing piano. Also, uh, I mentioned teeth. Do not watch teeth. Holy shit. Oh my god, that's good. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Look, I love horror movies, but teeth freaked me the hell out, alright? Yeah, the name was already kind of a turn-off for me. Oh, trust me. It gets worse. Anyway, Halloween theme song. Um... Not a single piano note is played. Instead, it is all done with string instruments. Yeah. Um, I believe the main instrument is actually the mandolin. I think you're because right. Because the acoustic guitar, for as brilliant as it is in this album in general, uh, it doesn't quite have the range that you'd need to pull off this song. Yeah, I would say that, and I would also say that the guitar here would be kind of softer in a way, kind of more gentle than I think the mandolin is. Uh, mm. And I think the mandolin works better here in that respect. I do I do love the mandolin as an instrument and also in this song. Um, it's an instrument not often used. It's primarily like shoved into like I almost said lesser forms of punk. Forms of punk that are not usually <laughs> listened to by most. <laughs> <laughs> like Harley Poe has a mandolin, uh, Steam Power Giraffe has a mandolin player. Um, I'm sure, lots of others. There's a mandolin somewhere in AJJ. <laughs> uh, I'm. I think Manchester Orchestra might have a mandolin at one point or another, but I don't. I don't know. I don't listen to enough Manchester Orchestra to know, despite being a very large Casey Crescenzo fan. Wait, is Casey in that? No, but he's very good friends with Andy Hall, the lead singer. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, Andy and, Hall was on... He was on Deny It All, right? On he album. was on every song on the Red Album. Okay, bad. Like, he, <laughs> they're such good friends that Casey was like, hey, you want to sing on every song of this four-song EP? And Andy was like, sure. That's my favorite one, probably, that I've heard. I haven't... I still haven't yeah. gotten around to, like, the second half of the of the color spectrum i mean let's take a side note to talk about the deer hunter of all things <laughs> yeah. um, deny it all is someone's got blood on their hands isn't it uh no that is no uh, that's we've got a score to settle yeah yeah we've got and a score to settle. the one that sounds like muse yeah that's fair I also enjoy A Curse of Cynicism, but we're not talking about the Deer Hunter! We're That's talking true. about Harley Poe! <laughs> Curse Maybe you, Crescendo! Hey, we, we just, we did our, we got our lakes in there, and we got our rivers in there. So we're, we're on, on brand here. We, we are on brand, despite the fact that we're the shakes and the shivers this week. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. Anyway, uh, did you have anything more to say about Halloween? Uh, yes. Yes, I did. Okay. Um, so I don't remember which movie the clip about halfway through is where he says this force, this thing that lives inside of him comes from. But I really like whenever music puts horror movie samples in their music. I guess that's just me being a Rob Zombie fan. 
But I do think that uh, that that will be relevant for later. But for now, good. Let's move on to the true holiday. Track four is Pagan Holiday Part One, Two, and Three: A Celebration, Dormant, and Revenge. Yes, it is. It's a it's a long one, folks. It is thirteen minutes long, which I think is the longest in Harley Poe's entire discography. Well, one song had to be. I'm glad it's the Pagan Holiday. I'm glad to this song is beautiful it's very good so a celebration where I I feel like we should split this up into parts um, a celebration is how the song begins it's about I think three or four minutes long uh, it's very very peaceful but still very spooky because you know Halloween yeah uh, the song. I'm not sure if you can hear all of those noises coming from outside. I can hear some, but I'm, I'm also able to ignore it. It's very hairy out there. Apparently. <laughs> um, a celebration is a very peaceful yet very spooky, like, I guess, intro to the rest of the song. Yeah. It talks about the, I guess, the jovial nature of the holiday. Because yeah, he, talks, he talks about how, um, like, he mentions visiting a haunted grave, going and getting your fortunes read, talking about flapping bats and, you know, wolves and everything. And it's just There's very peaceful. Here. Shout outs to vampires. Come suck my blood to prove it'll be relaxing. Of all the things to bring back, <laughs> why this? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the new segment on the shakes and the shivers where I talk about how relaxing it would be to have your blood sucked. Ash, um, this is your fault. That's that's all of that that I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway <laughs> Lyrically I think this was the strongest that Joe Whiteford has ever been. Like this yeah. song. In yeah, I think that's... He... The very captured the spirit of Halloween. Like, if I think of a Halloween song, I think this is probably what afterwards. My favorite line in the, the first part of Pagan Holiday, the celebration part, is the very last line that's said, and when the sun comes up, we'll both be dead until next Halloween. not be dead and i was frankly very disappointed i i expect people to commit here and and frankly i just didn't get any why the hell didn't you die joe what's wrong with you (laughs) you're supposed to be dead oh (laughs) so dave don't die on us yeah please you're wonderful joe joe Dave, do you want to talk about Dormant? Okay. About Dormant? Um, 
I think this one probably has my favorite line in the um, probably the whole. Uh, it's like at the end of the phrase, he says, "Wow, I just lost the line." Uh, he says, "I'm changing with the fullness of the moon." And it's, like, it's that's I like that. It's very good for me. Um, I do like how musically this steps things up. Um, like before, yeah. everything was peaceful. There were no drums at all. Also, this is like one of the only Harley Poe albums with a drummer, and I just think that's funny. Anyway. Yeah, now that I think about it, I, I can't name another Harley Poe song that I've heard with um, drums. Like, auxiliary percussion. It's maybe. only the end of the world has a drum uh, a drum section. Okay. Which, that song is a whole lot of fun, and it's a lot of fun to sing uh, just randomly. It's the end of the world, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> but anyway, dormant. Um, Sometimes it's amazing. <laughs> I like how the song up to the intensity. I feel like it's a section that needed to be intense because the peacefulness of the last, the last bit kind of lulled you into a false sense of security. Yeah, this is like you've suddenly been cornered by the guy with the knife in the corn maze, and you dropped your tutu rolls, especially funny colored ones that taste different oh you're so right also the full-size reese's they those got dropped too and you're like oh no ah my reese's i have to escape the corn maze but i can't do it without my reese's you have no idea how applicable that that phrase is to my life <laughs> anyway <laughs> me being fat aside really we all have to leave our own corn mazes but only with our recent. <laughs> you have to find your Reese's. Lyrically, I like how this part of the song takes a much darker turn. <laughs> um, because more or less, yeah. I think it's just about like how Halloween. I think the song as a whole is a one part how Halloween can influence us in certain ways. And I think that in another part, it's just Joe telling a spooky story, but like three different spooky stories. Um, Dormant seems to be very much about a werewolf. Um, my personal favorite line in this part of the song is, um, what is it? Uh, you tease me with what I know I'll never reach. I pray thee, but I won't cry, I won't beseech. Like, there's something psychotic about yeah. those lines, and from a Halloween standpoint, from a purely fictional standpoint, I absolutely adore it. Yeah, I agree. Although I personally am very uh, partial to... I like werewolves too, don't get me wrong. Me. I like them for different reasons than you do. But... <laughs> <laughs> I like murder, is why I that. like them. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... <laughs> I like fuzzy boyfriends. 
we go from there's not actually a whole lot of lyrics in the song like there's a couple of stanzas and then the rest of it is mostly instrumental and then things slow down again as we reach the third part of the song revenge um there's going to be a content warning because jesus christ this song this part of the song is dark yeah But yeah. with that being said, revenge is a story about a man who seeks revenge. Simple enough. He seeks revenge on two men in particular who broke into his yeah. home. And I'm going to quote this directly so I don't have to say the word. Ravished his lovely wife before taking her life. Yeah. Jesus. But that being said, I love this part of the song as well in terms of a musical standpoint. Because going from the the false sense of security from a celebration to the manic panic that comes from dormant to the now creepy peacefulness that comes from revenge is amazing to me. Yeah, we talked about this in uh, Vengeance the Demon. Uh, like, good at um, mixing up the different parts of the of his of his songs to make them all energy. Uh, and yeah, like he doesn't. Just Revenge is such that. a slow burning song too. Like it starts off very quiet and very peaceful. But slowly, more and more instruments are added. And as the lyrics get darker and darker, everybody Everybody just starts shouting as the music just builds until it eventually all fades out again. And that's my shit right there! (laughs) Yeah, it's a very well-set atmosphere. It's also got the uh, El Scorcho effect where you can, you don't have to be on key at all, but you can still sing the last bit of the song. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, and here it, it works especially well because it's, it's spooky and, and singing off key is spooky as long as you're doing it intentionally. <laughs> it can be spooky, yes. Yeah. So. We've had um, technically seven original songs and one cover song. How about we have another cover song? Okay, I'm down. So, Painted Black is one of the best songs that the Rolling Stones have ever written, and if anybody tries to argue with me otherwise, I will punch them in the face. Okay, here's a really hot take. Are you ready? Mm Mm-hmm. I agree with you about Painted Black completely. The Rolling Stones didn't write that many good songs. I agree with you completely, actually. But the riff for Painted Black is literally legendary, and I love it. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, My marching band almost played this. Why didn't they? 
but we didn't have time to fit it into the show. And we were also playing an Earth, Wind, and Fire. Plus, that, I think. It was kind of a... Because those, those go together. I, I think it could have gone either way. We could have gone, like, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Black songs. I'm not sure why we kept Back in Black. But we did. <laughs> so anyway, painted black by Harley Poe. Here's here is my hot take. I like this song a lot more than the original. Okay. Um, I feel yeah. like this song has. I can I can see how how. I think this song has that. a lot more energy when Harley Poe does it. Um. The drums are so intense. Like, holy crap, this is fast. Um, Harley Poe is no stranger to cover songs, for the record. Um, He's had two on this album already. But uh, later in his career, he would end up covering Where Is My Mind by the Pixies, which is one of the best songs ever written. And again, if you disagree, I will punch you in the face. Um, He also covered... He also covered the sweater song by Weezer. <laughs> and it, in that, in that same you want, song. No, we're not talking about that. Um, I like Joe Whiteford's delivery a lot more <laughs> than I like uh, Mick Jagger's delivery. And you know, like... Okay. This is also going to sound weird. I think that the Rolling Stones don't deserve to be a classic... And I also hate the phrase classic because I've always, I've always heard the <laughs> phrase classic as free from criticism, and I disagree with that entirely. But, you know, whatever. Okay. Yeah, I can, I see that. Um, I like the added instruments. The mandolin, once again, takes center stage here, and the guitar, the acoustic guitar kind of takes a back seat. And overall, like, yeah, I mean, there's not much else to say. Paint It Black is a great song. The lyrics are fantastic. Um, the way that the song moves is great, especially on this version. What do you have to say about the song? Yeah, this is a very, very Harley Poe uh, song to cover. Like, of the songs that you could cover as, as Harley Poe, I think this was... A great choice for Pagan Holidays. Uh, I think I read somewhere that someone thought this song was basically Joe explaining how he writes music. And I was like, I can see it. He paints his page black with yeah. musical notes. Yes, Dave. Truly, That's what dream. we meant. <laughs> I understand the song. That being said, it's really fun to drive around with this song blasting as loud as you can have it. Yeah, I did this. All right, here's what you do. Get a car, blast paint it black, and piss everybody in the college off. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Trust me, nothing will go That sounds good. Yeah, I'll probably blast some of the other things I've listened to uh, <laughs> for this podcast as well. You know what? Just put on a climactic degradation. It'll be fine. Speaking of that, I have been heated once again because the Black Dahlia murder also covered this song once. It was horrible. Only bad thing I've ever heard by the Black Dolly oh, no. murder. <laughs> I can't, I gotta hear this now. You have. To I will. The like after the they started off with the riff, which is fantastic, and you can't really cover "Paint It Black" without having that iconic riff in there. But this is not a song to write a death yeah. metal song to. <laughs> Because the lyricism <laughs> is kind of everything. Yeah, that's true. But I think I'm just I'm trying to wrap my head around how you can do it badly. Trust me, very hard. Trust me, you will listen. But with that, I do believe we are almost done. So, yeah, Got yeah, one more song let's talk song. about the last one. Although, can you really call it a song? Uh, that's fair. I consider yeah. it a song. <laughs> there is like a vague sense of music in it in that they are playing the ending riff to paint it black. Yeah, uh, it, it segues directly from. Uh, Painted Black, for those of you who are listening and have not heard the album. The song is called Terror Trippin' 2? Yes. I don't know why it's... The sequel to Terror Trippin'. I don't know if Terror Trippin' 1 exists. Let's have a Google about it. Terror Trippin'. Well, there's Trippin', a song by Terror Jr. on SoundCloud. But that came out in 2016, so unless Harley Poe can see the future, that's not a thing. That's all I can It's not an album, Healthy Ugly. That sounds more reasonable than SoundCloud rap, yeah. I can't even find it on their B-Sides collection. Anyway, Terror Trippin' 2. Um, <clears throat> this is a saw piece of music. It's a work. It's a recording. <laughs> Shit, I can't even it. call it that. <laughs> it's partially recorded. They just looped the ending to paint it black. That's not recording. That was already recorded. Don't worry. They added the movie clip I feel like Joe might have made some of those weird sounds like the (laughs) sound in there oh yeah so if you don't know what the song is neither do I he doesn't he doesn't want people to look at him and then he does some saltwater gargles for a little bit clear his throat out uh I mean, there's that, 
there's that old sounding woman who says, what did you think? It'd be easy, quick she and easy. Gruntilda the witch, I guess. Sound a lot like Gruntilda. <laughs> but she doesn't rhyme, so I don't think it's really Gruntilda. I think it's fake Gruntilda. I just get this like image of like a very short woman with ragged gray hair and like, yeah, like holding green bottle paint. paint. I mean, no, but I guess we can go with that, too. I assumed that Gruntilda was green. I think I'm correct on this. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's just a bunch of movie quotes that are spliced together in such a way that it's genuinely unnerving. Yeah. Like, this song is very... Keep calling it a song. This piece of work is very unsettling. <laughs> It is. It's a, it's a good way for the album to go out. And it comes back full circle because uh, earlier in Close the Door, um, the last line of Close the Door is, uh, I believe, a direct quote from Pumpkinhead as well. Oh, okay. The quote goes, uh, let me find the lyrics real quick. Because I remember it, but I don't remember the first part, and I want to be... Oh, no, Albedo! I want to be certain. It's going to be okay, Albedo. Shout-outs to Albedo. Shout-outs to Albedo. I absolutely adore her. I've exposed myself as a weeb. What am I going to do now? <laughs> I'm already publicly a fairy on this podcast. <laughs> so, the full... The full quote, uh, I'm just going to uh, speak it all because I like this a lot. Keep away from Pumpkinhead unless you're tired of living. His enemies are mostly dead. He's mean and unforgiving. Laugh at him oh, and you're yeah. mean, but in some dreadful fashion. Vengeance he considers fun and plans it with a passion. Time will not erase or blot a plot that he's been brewing. It's when you think that he's forgot he'll conjure your undoing. Your undoing. Bolted doors and windows barred, guard dogs prowling in your yard, won't protect you in your bed, nothing will from Pumpkinhead. Which, according to lyrics.fandom.com slash wiki slash Harley Poe, Vengeance the Demon, Close the Door, Out Crowd, <laughs> the Pumpkinhead poem by Ed Justin, which I believe that inspired... I'm also on lyrics.fandom.com because it's the only place you can find the lyrics for this. God, that's depressing. Um, but yeah, that line, the bolted doors and windows barred part, that comes back right at the end of the song. Yeah, I just remembered that. Um, it's, it's I, I assume, a bunch of children... Uh, saying it like it's a nursery rhyme and there's a, a younger voice and then there's what sounds like an older woman's voice uh, like pleading for them to stop. Um, very spooky. And then it ends. Uh, yeah, and then it ends. So I think we need to have a quick little wrap up because that was Pagan Holiday by Harley Poe. It was. Dave, what did you think? I thought 
that it was very fitting for the season, but also just something that I probably would listen to outside of Halloween. I mean, you've already turned me on to um, some Harley Poe stuff, so like, I'm down with Harley Poe. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I liked what I heard, and I'm yeah, I give it a I give it a spooky out of ten. I'm not gonna be too pretentious for too long because you you have things to do, I'm sure. But um, this album holds a very special place in my heart because I'm a huge fan of Halloween. It's one of the only times a year where I feel like I can be myself in public and not have people like gawk and stare at me. Mm. Because I do like horror movies. I like violence in media. And I like things that many people look down upon, at least the general public. Public? Populous? Whatever. And it's just very fitting to know that there are people out there who love this season just as much as I do. Yeah. And I've listened to this album hundreds of times. It's probably one of my favorites. And I'm incredibly glad that I got to talk about it tonight because, good God, it's so much fun. And I love listening to it. And I'm glad that I can share my love with everybody here. And if you have not heard this album and you are at all interested in any sort of punk music, any sort of folk music, any sort of rock music, please give it a listen. Yeah, definitely. We do not own... It's only own... Half an hour out of your day. Yeah, it's, there, it's the same length as a Black Dahlia murder album. So, like, what are you losing, really? <laughs> We don't own any of the music. All we are are very big fans of it. Happy Halloween, everybody. And have a good night. We'll see you next week. We should probably plug our Twitters. You can plug yours. I'm going to find a fake Twitter. Okay. You can find me on Twitter at space underscore ace underscore rat. I post stuff. A lot of retweets. Sometimes I draw things. Sometimes I write tweets of my own creation. That's right. And you can find me on Twitter at rank10ygo. Um, if you are interested in any Yu-Gi-Oh shit posts, there you go. Um, yeah. Hope, like I said, have a fantastic Halloween. Stay safe. Remember, don't drive drunk. Just walk it. <laughs> Goodbye. I seem to have been stuck inside the internet. I wonder if there's any anyone else here on the internet. Oh no. No. It's the ghost of Weezer present. Oh no.